0: Poor nummada,
1: poor nummidam, poor nat, poor nummudachate, poor nasya, poor poor
2: Filled with Brahman, of the things we see. Filled with Brahman are the things we see not. From out of Brahman floweth all that is, from Brahman all, yet is he still the same. Om Shanti Shanti
1: Shanti. Peace,
2: peace, peace. Welcome to the Parliament. You see, this is not a story about something that happened in Australia in the month of December this is something that's happening right now for you and me it's the waves laughing up on the shore don't you see of North America it's the light from the star reaching our eyes now so I want to invite you all who were there in spirit I know you were to actually experience the parliament with us is Kavi here oh Kavi yes I want him to start it off you see, we have to have a patriarch start off all of these things, events like the parliament. Come on up here,
3: Nutana, Varsasya, Shupa, Ashayaha. New Year's greetings to everybody. Something about a day gone right from early morning till the night. On bended knees I stopped to pray and thank the Lord for such a day. When sunshine filters through the trees with children's laughter in the breeze, not much more than I can say than thank the Lord for such a day. From morning till night, I'd rather stay to thank the Lord for such a day. Iti me matihi, shanti, shanti, shantihi. Such is my conviction. Peace, peace, peace. So, what you
2: see? I think we're all right, Swami. Yes, it's just a case. Maybe so. We, we'll think about it. You know, that's exactly what it was. It was children playing for six or seven days straight uh, in what was the capital of the universe, the center of the universe for the Australians, modern oh, Australia. Started out by asking Swami Chandrasekharananda, we were the guests and made to feel so at home by Swami at the center in Sydney, and Swami Admeshinanda, who planned everything for us to the minutest detail. Eight of us went, and he put us up homestay from here in Chicago. And then, of course, Swami Chandrasekharananda, I said, I want to see my relatives. And the first people he took me to was the wild animal park, <laughs> the preserve. I mean this very sincerely. We have to get their permission, don't you see, to enter their land. And I patted the koala bearer and pounded on the wombat, and it was just a marvelous thing. And then, of course, um, I had the chance to visit the Cathedral of the Universe, which I invite you to look at, again, in the spirit of communing in nature, not with nature, but to get the permission of the world down under to be part of this incredible experience called the partum of the world's religions. So you'll see Milford Sound in New Zealand at full bore the, all of the waterfalls because the rain was raining just the day before, and the 12 apostles which we were taken to on the southern shore of uh, Australia, and the most curious Jurassic forest in Tasmania, before Gondwanaland was split up into all the continents we know now there were plants growing which are still growing in Tasmania. They're called the Ganwana uh, remnants, tree ferns and so forth. So this was the contemplative beginning for me uh, in many ways, and it ran through the whole parliament. You see, this is a curious event. It's not of this earth earthly. It's somewhere between earth and, and heaven. I call it heaven on earth because, as Jesus said, you know... Uh, we should pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And imagine 5,500 people coming from all over the world, representing every possible part of the spectrum of spirituality in harmony and love. So in the spirit of the carnival, which was the parliament, uh, I'm going to invite people who are still a who are still someone intoxicated, to come up and share some of their experiences. I want you to understand something. 650 venues, 5,500 people. Think how many parliaments that is, because each person had her own path. Even husband and wife, if they attended the same attended the same uh, events, which is very unlikely, uh, you know, would have have experienced different parliaments. So there's no way to grasp the the cosmic uh, quality of this, except if we're going to try to do it this year. We're going to have events that you can come and see in films and all of these things. But today is the actual parliament. So, Serena, I wonder if you would come and share your parliament with us, and then it will become their parliament. Come on up and say a few words.
4: Um, Well, as you probably know, or don't, I just attended the parliament for the first time in Melbourne with Shiva and many people that were here, and as a youth representative of the Southern California Committee, and it really was life-changing. First of all, I'd like to thank people who helped me get there, some of which are here today because without them, I wouldn't have been able to have this amazing experience to see what the world can be like. And when people of different faiths get together in peace and love, as Shiva said, that it really does make a difference, and it needs to happen everywhere. And I guess my interfaith experience that happened to me is since I've promised to hold talks when I return, now that I have returned, um... I was worried about having something to share. And as many of you might not know, I'm a very avid and serious photographer. And something happened to me while I was away. And my memory card on my camera, I accidentally deleted 1,800 pictures, which is probably one of the hardest lessons I've had to deal with, which is loss. And um, I guess my interfaith experience that happened through it was people in our group and at the parliament tried to comfort me. And it was people of all different religions and spirituality and faith traditions. And first, um, I was comforted by Ruth in our group, who's a Jewish woman. And she told me a similar experience happened to her when she was in Israel. And she told me the saying, "Leshem Shemayim, which means that the, those pictures were for the eyes of angels and no one else. And then another thing that happened was Yolande from our, Liorolande Trevino from our group, who's a indigenous Mayan woman, she told me an experience happened to her in India where a woman came to photograph the village she was staying in, and her huge $2,500 camera fell into the river. And she said that maybe what I can learn from this is that I need to be more present in the moment because that woman had to offer her camera up to the gods because she wasn't being present in the moment, and she was always worried about what was happening through the lens of her camera. And then another thing that happened was Norma Lika, who's a Muslim, she told me a story of Muhammad, and he was in a caravan with all of his belongings, and these robbers came and they tried to steal everything from him. And he stuffed all of his texts into his under his garments, and he said, please don't take this. This is all the knowledge I have in the world. Without it, I'll be lost. And the robbers said to him, if all of your knowledge are on paper and not in your head, what real knowledge do you have? And so this experience has just kind of been, as I said, life-changing. And with the material on my camera that I've taken, that's what's left since I mourned the loss of my other pictures. I've kind of created this little slideshow for you guys to enjoy. It's still a work in progress, um, but it—it's all the work that I've taken, except at the ending. There's this little clip of a video that this youth made at the parliament, which won many awards, and so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I think. Okay, now we're going to show her video, <laughs> and uh, she may want to make
5: comments as we go through it. This is the Parliament. This is your first entrance now.
4: That's the Mayan indigenous woman. You <laughs> want
6: <Get along>. Normalika?
4: the
5: Committee now.
4: Yeah, they're monks.
5: she my the
4: Rastafarian. Okay,
1: this <laughs> was for The Gothic
4: choir. Samoan Latter-day Saints this was a mandala made out of sand by the Guto mugs those are the mugs (laughs) Peace Pole Ceremony.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: from Jamaica.
4: Yesus Afari. We have more
5: common than that which differentiates us. you
4: This is Jeremy Donovan, he's an indigenous man. Thank you. I think this embodies the spirit of the Parliament because I didn't even know these women, and they came up to me and started singing to me. Whirling <laughs> dervishes.
2: Fitzpatrick, who came and played us closer, a friend of the Dalai Lama's.
0: <laughs>
2: She's about getting a possum awesome skin. This
5: is the way it all began. Says,
4: <laughs> <laughs> and this is the beginning of the film that the youth made in Australia. And this was a huge roll of parchment paper where everyone wrote their opinions and feedback about the parliament.
2: those first 1800, I'll assure you that the next 2000 have masterpieces. It's a miracle that we got that to you today just at the last minute. Right from the start there was humor and joy. Jokes were going around like, uh, you know, uh, one of them said, uh, do you know how to make a Zen Buddhist angry? Do you know? Neither do I. (laughs) And then one of our homeboys, he has every right One of our homeboys from Philadelphia to tell this story says, as if it happened, you see, a long line. And one fellow from America goes up, and he says to the man standing there, he says, say, cuz. He says, what's a hat you got on your head? And he said, I'm a Sikh. And our American said, I'm sorry. I'm so am sorry. (laughs) And then there were tears. I call it the escalator, escalator of weeping. People going up and down the escalator. About the third day, people were, were smiling and waving to each other, shaking hands, even if they didn't know. It was noon. We know when it happened. And we have our David Datta, you know, from Santa Barbara. He'll be giving his wonderful parliament talks. He's crying on this. I'm going up, he's going down together. Something happened to him. And it happened to me, too. The parliament, like a pyramid, was divided into all of these major major concerns, inner spiritual life, ending poverty in the world. And, oh, yes, the indigenous, the indigenous situation in South Africa, I mean in Australia, but not limited to Australia, around the world. My friends, the the monumentality of this parliament is very hard to describe But there were 22 sessions on the Australians, and there were 59 sessions in addition on diverse indigenous people around the world. This little catalog, it weighs, I think they say, four pounds, Uh, is a representation of the 650 things you could go to. So I've been to an indigenous discussion, was an indigenous man there, very modern, very with it, and he was talking with all of the, mostly Aussies, you see. They were they're trying to reconcile now. And uh, the Prime Minister, in typically Aussie fashion, it's really British, you know, got up in the Parliament not that long ago and said, sorry. One word. Sorry for the stolen generations. Sorry that were kidnapped, you see, from their parents to send them to school to make them write proper Westerners sorry for the language that was forbidden to be spoken, sorry for the desecration and demolition of culture and so forth and so on. Now the fun part of this is that the indigenous situation which was I'll say 50 percent of the real emphasis of the parliament is the same all around the world. In the Cheyenne, Northern Cheyenne presentation they pointed out that with the desecration of culture since the Cheyenne men were warriors they broke the spirit of the people as you'd break a broom handle over your knee. And they're still trying to get back together. And the spirituality, the deep spirituality of the people around the world is the way that they're finding the living water and finding their roots and finding their, their uh, existence again. We could talk about these things some other day, but the Cheyenne chose the path of war. The African-American, by and large, did not I'll just leave you to think on these things. The African Americans sit on the Supreme Court. The Cheyenne do not. But be that as it may, mother turning the pages of history and the karma rolling in this great drama, which is the Lord's play, still in all, the indigenous people are finding their voice. They know who they are. They know they are the same. They know that they have say Mother Earth and Father Sky, they know that they come from the very Earth itself. So I did pretty well in this meeting when some of the sadness was discussed and the man was trying to get through, trying to break through the Aussies to have a deeper level, a wider level of consciousness. And there was a a lady from Massachusetts there that I found out was from Massachusetts before I went in. She was a little reserved as we went in. African-American lady. As I came out, I saw her. And I said, we have been through something, meaning she and I. We have been through something. And I don't mean recently, just recently, like the Civil Rights Movement. So I'm going down the escalator, and I'm beginning to get in real deep trouble because it's so existential. And guess who was standing right at the pillar? You can't. You have to avoid him to get off the escalator an indigenous gentleman named Uncle Max, old bearded man. And I said to him, I need you. And I fell into his arms weeping. And he's patting me on the head. And he's saying like he'd stroke a dog, you know, German Shepherd. He said, remember, remember, it was not your generation. But I'm saying to him, but we all have inherited we have all reaped and gained the spiritual poverty of it so this parliament this is a super, uh, oversimplification i know it each parliament is a world unto itself chicago 1993 cape town barcelona now melbourne but a kind of a simplification is that everybody was curious in 1993 same escalators going up down the palmer house everybody's dress everybody's point of view everybody's universe within her own head his own heart the first time, they were curious. In Cape Town, they were courteous. In Barcelona, they were reverential. What have you got, brother? What have you got, sister? I want to learn. And in Melbourne, it was experiential. In Melbourne, we would start off in the morning with meditation at eight o'clock. I went to a Celtic meditation. I say Celtic, you think Irish the Irish heart played through it as we were guided by two mystical ladies of Irish descent who were totally in affinity, never met each other before very, very recently and it was uplifting. It was a meditation service and then I went to Swami Amarananda's meditation service at 8 o'clock from our Swami in Switzerland who has spoken at Cape Town and Barcelona and he presented here too. And he had seven images in the guided ascent into a meditative space. And they were actually invitations, don't you see, to, to uh, what can I say? To a meditative mood, to a meditative state. And what he called it is very interesting, it was quite well attended, guided gathering of mind through seven steps. What I'd like to do now is to invite our participants, while you'll see, we're still abundant and we're still enthusiastic because, as I say, how can we share a parliament of such magnitude to give some of their story? Durga, would you come up and be with us, be with us, as we say, in presence, and tell us about your feelings?
7: We had a wonderful time at the Parliament. This was my first experience. It will not be my last. I'm already looking forward to the next one in five years, which we don't yet know where it will be. This Parliament was co-hosted by the Melbourne City Government, representatives of UNICEF and other major UN agencies were also present to learn about faiths. There were over 5,500 participants from 200 countries representing every major faith in the world. There were more than 80 cultures and faiths attending more than 650 programs with over 1300 world-class speakers and performances living the mantra make the world a, make a world of difference hearing each other and healing the earth my job i felt when i arrived at the parliament was to learn how to listen unjudgmentally, and I reaped many benefits from it. The Parliament's key topics were healing the earth with care and concern, reconciling with indigenous peoples, overcoming poverty in a patriarchal world, creating social cohesion in village and cities, sharing wisdom and search for inner peace, securing food and water for all people, and building peace in pursuit of justice. Among all of the sessions that I attended, I was limited because my mind could only grasp so much. I was there at 8 in the morning after an hour-and-a-half trip on a train, from the suburbs to the uh, center and 8 o'clock went on until 4 o'clock and I had to head back to the suburbs. But in the meantime, there were prominent speakers. One was a, an American rabbi, Dr. David Saperstein, who told the delegates that religious leaders must work hard to make their voices heard particularly concerning the moral questions facing the world, quote, We are the first generation that produces enough food to feed every human being on earth. Our failure to do so now is a failure of moral vision and political will. In a world in which you can do everything, what you should do, the moral question is the fundamental challenge facing humanity. And on that question, the religious communities have urgent, profound, indispensable wisdom to offer, he said. This was just one of the statements that really touched my heart. One of the finest people that I was very happy to meet, and her name is Swami Maya Titananda Saraswati. Mother Maya is on a world tour, uh, going around the world, asking everyone she meets, in, in whatever group it may be, to take a sankalpa. A vow of ahimsa. And she's going around the world, and I carry the message to you too. In your heart, take a vow of ahimsa, non hurting, non violence. It's our own little step toward peace. Thank you.
2: I would very much like to have Deborah come up now uh, Serena's mother and give us her perception from behind her eyes and we can see you see through her through her uh, mind's eye please come
6: I am on tippy toes to see you all so as you can all gather it has been an extraordinary extraordinary experience and it's one that really continues and as Shiva mentioned the beautiful image of lapping at the shores and that's really what it feels like is that it's an expansive experience it doesn't stop in Melbourne it continues now in this room together And I'd like to use the allocation of my time just to, Shiva, with your permission, to just maybe ask those that are in the room that were at the parliament just to stand up a moment so we can see who you are. Because I do see there's quite a few of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So thank you. And not everybody here are specifically Vedanta members of our society, but most definitely spirit, brothers and sisters. I think that's really what my experience was, um, was really this profound um, sensing of this family, family of spirit that we all share. And you would just walk down these huge, this huge convention center and you would just see people and you would, they would feel so familiar. You might never have met them. You might not know their names. You might not even know if they weren't in the uh, garb of their particular tradition. You might not even know which path they um, belonged to. But you would feel such tremendous kinship with everybody This was quite overwhelming to begin to decide which talks to go to. And Serena and I, too, had the the logistical challenge of long commutes at each end of the day. And um, so often we would go to some of the talks, very inspiring, but we would sneak out many times to room 201. And that's where all these performances were pretty held pretty continuously through. And those were, for us, really the heart of it all. Um, We wanted to really be bathed in in an experiential uh, time, and that was through dance and music for us many times. I do want to mention that our group, the Southern California Committee for the Parliament of World Religions, of which some of us are members here, and Shiva most certainly, um, had a workshop there. And the workshop was entitled Spiritual Intimacy. How do we take this fellowship that we experience and deepen it and go beyond the judgment or the frictions we might have in groups where we rub across the, the edges of each other's being? And that, to me, really um, was an extraordinary workshop. Um, five of us were on a panel Representing different religions, and then we broke into groups. And In the groups, for about 20, 25 minutes, um, there were some of the Serena's pictures showed you groups of people discussing and conversing. And that was extremely special. I think we all really hungered. I think what is a collective comment that I heard from the friends that I went with and the new friends that I've made is we really hungered for a deepening. Spiritual experience, and it had nothing to do with our labels of where we subscribe to. And for myself, I came away with a new title, actually, which um, my sister Ruth, spiritual sister Ruth, who is here, but not in form, today with us, she called me a Hindu, and I suppose that does make a lot of sense, because... Um, I'm honored to be part of this group, really initiated through Shiva's invitation because of my association here with the Vedanta Society and the lineage of Vivekananda because it always goes back, the parliament goes back to his great oratory at the World Parliament of Religions in 1893, which brought this marriage of the East and the Western traditions together. And... uh, so, in that sense, there was just a little phrase here to quote Ramakrishna, which I got off the. Um, actually, it's not specific. It's to, he says, To find God, that is the only purpose in life. And so that's really where we are also similar, because I really feel the most profound, um, and this is what I experienced there, the most profound longing that we all have, the deepest longing is to find God. And Vedanta teaches us to respect all religions. So I thank you all for these few moments with you, and thank you for being here.
2: Now I want to provide you with a miracle here, you know. I think we can pass a miracle. Getting Serena's slideshow to work was one early this morning. Sometimes one has the opportunity, perhaps rarely, too rarely in life, to enter into the heart of another human being, and that's because that human being opens his heart to you as a host will to a guest. And this happened as a great privilege to us that one of our brothers from the Southern California Committee for the Parliament, which has been meeting, incidentally, for three years once a month, they started here in, in uh, January 2007. 2007. Dr. Thomas Hedberg, Now I don't know how we were thrown in together on this voyage, the same boat, the same ship, but it was one of the greatest privileges to me of the whole Parliament that he kindly... And graciously accepted our offer for homestay. So the Swamis farmed us out, and Nita's here, and Dick from Northern California, a little up north of us here, and they had a wonderful time. And Thomas just acted like, you know, it's, in a way, it's, it's more difficult, it's, it's more wonderful to be a good guest than a good host. And he just threw his song and his laughter. He doesn't know this, but Swami Chandrasekharnanda, who's quite a shiner himself, he looks 18, he claims he's 56. I don't know, I think he's misinformed. What uh, he said of Thomas, that whenever he entered a room in all of these wonderful homes, often our services, our RIT services with beautiful lights and so forth and these loving swamis around him and these incredible uh, motherly souls that we were staying with, John Shagan said, whenever he entered a room, the room lit up and all of us felt so glad he, was, he felt that way. Thomas, would you give us an angle On your perception of the parliament, Dr. Thomas Hedberg, 20 years a missionary, he finally decided, I think, that the Lord also wanted him to be a missionary to his own land of the spirit in his heart. Now he's so universal that you cannot catch him. You can't catch him in a bottle. He's the genie out the bottle. (laughs) Okay, Thomas, come on. But first...
3: I believe it was Dostoevsky that says beauty will save the world and as Sabrina and her mother and Shiva and each of the speakers have like helped create a mosaic of the beauty that we experienced in the parliament. I was so blessed to be able to spend half of my time rooming with two wonderful Swamis, one Swami Shiva, who we all know and love, and the other beautiful man, who he, does he claim to be yes, he is. F- 56?: oh, oh, Shekhar, Yeah, yes. What a dear, holy man. Um, There were so many blessings. We would be here until next Sunday, and I have a dentist appointment on Friday, so I will not bore you. But the blessings of God were there everywhere, sparkled and radiated. And if I show any light, it was just the reflection back from people like Shiva and um, uh, we renamed Ritama, the beautiful hostess. And maybe that little story is just God's little miracles tied together like links in a chain. I was guaranteed a place to stay a couple of months before we went. And then, about a week before, I was told, gee, several people were going to be staying with you with something, but it all fell through. And I went to Shiva and said, can you help me? I'm homeless. I'm abandoned. And Shiva said, we'll see what we can do. And to make a long story short, the beautiful home that... Uh, Hindu home that we stayed at, a Vedanta home, uh, had quotations of Vivekananda all over the house, every room, and beautiful pictures. The woman told us this story. She said, every year, my family and I go to India. We had bought our tickets. We were going. But I stumbled and hurt my back, and the doctor said, you cannot go on this journey. So here was this Vedanta woman with a four-bedroom house and all her family gone. And she said, I guess it was meant to be that God wanted me to have the two swamis and a bald-headed <laughs> missionary. I felt so blessed. And one of the things that Shiva doesn't know they had a small service and I was asked to attend and there were no swamis there because this was after the parliament and so I was there very respectful and I loved the silence I loved the prayer and just the presence of people honoring God in their tradition and I was kind of in a meditative state and they came over and tapped my shoulder and said would you say something to us and you know there's times when you just want to stay shut up I love that phrase Uh, to show faith you show up and stand up Um, to show love you speak up uh, or to you know if people pl- applaud during your presentation, uh, that's a sign of faith that maybe you're going to end. And if you say something good, that's a sign of uh, hope. Um, and if um, if they applaud at the end, then maybe that's a sign of love. But actually, the silence is what I appreciate most. And So they asked me to speak, and I kind of came out of this meditative state. And just two simple stories came to me, which kind of summarize what I encounter in the many booklets that they gave me on Vivekananda. And I love stories about children, because the truth of God is so intuitively in them, and the short version of this story is these children were playing in this large park, and they were multicultural. And the ice cream man came by, and they all had an intermission. Their coach said, "Go get ice cream." And so they' go over and, um, and one of the children says, "What religion are you?" And one says, "Well, I'm a Buddhist." And I said, "What are you know? I'm a Methodist, or oh, I'm a Hindu." And they name out all these religions. And then one kid says, How come there's so many religions? And one kid says, I don't know. I guess they're just different ways of voting for God. <laughs> and maybe that's what the parliament did. It allowed us to renew our vote for a God of love, a God of faith a God of hope, a God of spirit, a God who is with us just as much as the air in this room is with us now. And in each person that spoke and in each person that is sitting next to you, that light gets dimmed a little bit, maybe because we forget. And I think the parliament allows us the privilege to remember. William Lyon Phelps, a great professor at Harvard University, used to tell his graduate students, I'm not going to teach you anything new. I'm only going to remind you of the great truths that we all forget. And I think the parliament brought things down to the key word that Shiva keeps saying experiential. And I, I'm thinking, why didn't I go to this room 201? You are keeping a secret from me there. Because people want to experience the spirit. Yes, it comes in the body, which we need to discipline, and into the mind that we need to literally humbly accept, but it's got to come to the spirit. And then the spirit works through each and every one of us. Nobody has control of the spirit except the one. And maybe one of the great wisdom truths that I was reminded of in the parliament, the humility of all the faith expressions coming together and like giving their gift, whether it was an aboriginal song, playing, a dance. In uh, fact, I had never seen a Krishna hip-hop. <laughs> Remember that? It was creativity at its best. But God was present. God was the purpose. God was the reason that we were there. And maybe i just close with a reminder of a great Truth that is in all of the faith expressions that if we're not humble, we stumble. And as it is so powerful from the pro- poet Rumi, if you die before you die, then when you die, you do not die. Blessings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I need some help. If we can get the Dalai Lama, he is—he's come, come to visit us this morning. Is uh, Ahatmavijanand? Oh, there you are. Yes, he's right here. Um, he was the Grand Marshal. He was the one who gave us the crescendo at the end of the proceedings. After all these, the word you know was sublime for the Parliament and perfection, and so perfect and sublime. This is what he said to our amazement in this huge hall with the big TV screens and everything. At the very end, it's quite brief, but I'd like it to set the tone. A little louder, louder. Yep. louder. Can you just stop, put it on pause for a minute brother? We may have turned it down during other parts of the sermon. Isn't he beautiful? He's something else, you know. All right. Shall we try? Let's go forward. The meaning of the parliament of religions. The original idea came from Vivekananda. He took a pilgrimage to Cape Cameron, the rock. It's Vivekananda blessed.
0: spiritual leader.
2: I'd like to remind us that he's calling for action. And I said, well, what can I do? And uh, prepare yourselves. I've decided that what I can do between now and the next parliament, got a little feedback here, Marvin, uh, Myron, can we do anything about it? Uh, between now and the next parliament is to make as many of these experiences available to us, to each other, as possible. There will be wonderful things coming forth in three months. And between now and then, uh, Thomas, Dr. Thomas has these wonderful pictures as well. So probably we'll get together at various times, on Saturday evenings or something, and also maybe again on Sundays. But I'd like you to remember that they're all, we don't have to say a thing, they're all giving credit, if you will, to the spirit of Swami Vivekananda as the patron, really, of these succeeding parliaments not so much the man, as he would say, as his principles at the first parliament in 1893, the Columbian Exposition, the Chicago's World Fair at the end. He said, across the banners of the religions of the world will be written help and not fight, love and not hate, assimilation and not destruction. Let me just see how this runs by you to make a little bit concrete, this sort of thing. And I'm not uh, being partisan and giving you only one point of view, but this is what happened. Maybe you've seen it recently in December of 1914, on the front lines in World War I, on Christmas, A German soldier walks out from behind the barbed wire in the trenches with a small Christmas tree with candles on it in his hand. The English had no idea what this was. (laughs) Christmas tree, Christmas cards, it had all come to us recently. But it was the beginning of what's known as the Christmas truce. And, of course, the officers didn't like it. They spent a whole day. They played soccer. They exchanged chocolate. They talked about all kinds of things. They were simple boys whom one person thinks should never have had to be in this situation, living what Christ indicated he would like to see on earth. You know, conversion in the early days of Christ did not mean what it's come to mean, such a poor, threadbare fabric changing one man's religion for another. It meant turning one's heart, conversion, version, turning with one's heart to the Spirit of God within one's own temple of heart, turning from such things as war, for example, to peace. I think, myself, that many today, in the spirit of, say, such a heaven-on-earth gathering as this parliament, would like some Muslims to lay down their arms. I think many would have liked the Christians to lay down their arms in the last century. You see, it's very rigorous, this kind of parliament experience. They had a meeting on on poverty with Hans Kunt. These are luminaries, Nobel scientists among them. And I didn't hear, sort of like the Hound of the Baskervilles, mystery was solved because the Hound didn't bark. I didn't hear two things, overpopulation and overconsumption. And there was a young man there, a wonderful man from Australia, businessman saying, well, you know, he said, really, they're just a few rogue businessmen that are out of whack here. What we need to do is pass the laws. We're doing fine. And I said to myself, what smugness, what self-congratulation, because he hasn't examined the fundamental first principle that if we're doing well, prosperity equals consumption, huge consumption, more and more, more and more prosperity when the earth can't sustain it and overpopulation, more and more. The first and the second and the third great problem in the world for which everything else, including environmental relations, nobody's saying anything. So I ask you about this supreme issue of war and peace, which I think is also related to these two issues. I think some would like, this is the rigor, the forum, bringing our own hearts and our own existentiality, each person inheres in their own rights. Some would like some Jews to restrain the aggressive military posture, and Jews would like Hamas and Hezbollah to lay down their arms. I think many Muslims would like the U.S. to lay down its arms. So why don't we do it? In the Civil War my grandmother's uncles were brothers on opposite sides and the northern brother some of you may know wrote his southern brother and said if we should meet on the field of battle I'll lay down my arms. The southern brother wrote back and said no. If we should meet on the field of battle, we'll meet us north and south. They were reconciled at the end. Why didn't they do it? Let me tell you one other quick story in the spirit of the Parliament. George Calvert, Lord Baltimore, was given land by Charles I. He named it after Charles' wife, Mary, so that the Catholics could be free from the restraints that were upon them in England. And finally the light went on with him and his two sons, Cecil and Leonard, the first governor of Maryland. If we want them to stop hurting us, we have got to stop hurting them. And Maryland had the first act of religious toleration which has made every religion in the United States and now we can see in the world vibrant and wanting the strength that comes only from unity, the great concept of wonderful variation on the theme, but the huge momentum that was represented by the Parliament of Religions. I believe it is a real Parliament. I believe every five years that it will be coming around, the world will start looking for it, like the Olympics. I believe, as as, uh, Brother Thomas said, that we have a vote, that we're participants, that we should probably do well to meet every so often these days and these weeks to continue the spirit of the Parliament to examine our own heart and soul. And so in the spirit of Vivekananda, let us hear the song, which is our anthem here in Hollywood, about the Parliament of Religion Spirit. If you permit, I may sing along, I may not... You're there, didn't you feel it? I know you did, I saw it, I felt it in you too.
1: was a gentle son whose father was above. Now is he the risen one shows the way to Different call, just to the names of Allah, knowing God is all. Every river from a mountain flows to end up as the sea. All faith and love and all we know will all end up in thee, Krishna. Shepherd boy. Played his flute all day till the night he played, the thief stole your heart away. Every river from a mountain flows to end up as the sea. All faith and love and all we know will all end up in thee. to you, a river from a mountain,
2: oh. now in the spirit of all our participants who are there and all of you who were there in spirit, I know we felt it and will continue to carry this parliament forward, may the Lord bless us and keep us, may he make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us may he lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace Om
1: Shanti Shanti Shanti
0: peace peace peace